Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Should I start you or John Brown? It's a legit question. Is it not? It's legit. It's legit. You want to tell him? Start me. Start you? You give me two points, I'm just like, Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. So that was a funny exchange between Steve Smith, former Panthers wide receiver, and current Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore, who we'll obviously talk about later in our Thursday night preview. But once again... Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode nine. I'm John June at JR Football Nerd. I got my man Greg Penderman here. What's going on, Greg? How's it going? Week two. Excited. Got a lot of crazy things happening this week. Um, injuries, uh, crazy news going on. But I'm looking forward to this game and uh, looking forward to the week in general. Let's do it. Yeah, man. All right. Well, before we uh, before we get into the to the game, let's let's recap some of the stuff that's gone on in the uh, the fat the past well, I guess twenty four hours, right? Um, but as we know, this landscape's ever changing. Um, but first things first, um, you know, very serious matter. Uh, Antonio Brown uh, has been he's been accused of uh, three separate sexual allegation assaults or out sexual allegations. Um, this really obviously is not a good situation and uh, the league is looking into it and uh, the, they say that the commissioner exempt list is is definitely a possibility um, so what do you make of this Greg yeah this is definitely a very serious issue um, Bill Belichick spoken to today about it asked a series of questions about it um, he practiced today uh, um, Bill Belichick was basically saying you know we're taking this very seriously uh, his status is basically up in the air. It's unclear for Sunday. So um, it's a day-to-day situation at this point. Uh, not really sure what's going to happen on Sunday. Uh, right now, I guess you could keep him in your uh, you know, starting lineup by your flex position and uh, just be ready, be near that, that phone, be near the alerts for uh, what's to come. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Honestly, it's really tough as a as a fantasy owner to try to figure out how to how to really deal with it with this situation because this this whole thing has been back and forth, up and down with AB. And um, honestly, as a as a fantasy owner, um, Greg, would you be a, would you be upset or opposed, or would you advise anybody against like just cutting their losses at this point? Like like cutting AB or like yeah, just cutting or? like cut just cutting like. Just if like if he because think about it, this has just been back and forth, back and forth, and you know you don't even you haven't even been able to figure out if you could play him, you know right. like right. Do you just cut your losses at this point and just not even deal with the headache? Like, would you advise somebody against doing that? Or is that something? You um, yeah, if I'm an owner, I'm definitely looking to see if someone would want to take him for trade for sure first. Um, just, I'm sure if someone is still probably interested in 
his upside if when he's on the field. Um, it's just a matter of if he's going to be on the field. Um, I probably would keep him in, still on the bench. I don't know if I'm ready to cut him yet, but I would have him definitely on the bench ready to go or definitely looking for to trade him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I Honestly, at this point, like, like you know, I, I really don't know what to say to people at this point because this, this thing is it's just been changing and it's, it's, it's constantly ever changing. It's, it's way too wild. Um, I know, I know, Greg, you're you're pretty risk averse. Um, I've 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 grown to be a little bit more risk averse. So I don't know. I just you know, if if you have him and and you know you maybe you hey maybe you you're not you know not in agreement with the things that he's done and maybe you want to cut losses that way then you know by all means go ahead that's your decision um but if you also want to cut him cuz you you don't want to have to deal with this that's also your decision too but um you know it's it's at the end of the day we have to try to make the best decisions for ourselves and for our rosters but um yeah i mean that's yeah, all that's... definitely surprised he he, pl- he practiced today a little bit um, yeah, that's that s- makes it that makes it interesting because Bel- yeah. that means Belichick probably knows something. But um, but moving forward, uh, something that really caught my eye: uh, the New England Patriots and the, the New York Jets made a trade. Um, they sent Demarius Thomas to the New England Patriots sent Demarius Thomas, wide receiver, to the New York Jets for a twenty twenty first uh, sixth round pick. Um, this this I thought was interesting yesterday, but then we later found out today that uh, Quincy Nunwa had a he's put on IR with a season-ending neck injury. This is three straight years that Quincy Nunwa ends up on the injured reserve, um, finishes the year on the injured reserve, uh, and this is actually his second uh, neck injury as he suffered uh, a neck injury back in 2017, which which ended his his season then. So this is definitely a, puts a doubt about his career going forward. So we'll have to see, but, um, yeah, this I thought was interesting. What about you, Greg? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Definitely for Quincy. Um, he, he got his contract, which was, was just big for him. And then after that, just the injury started coming down. Um, but yeah, DMT's there now. Uh, not sure how the Jets are going to use him. I'm sure he's going to be filled in that Quincy numero. So, uh, not really, sure about his fantasy impact i don't think he has any like outlook right now yeah i mean the uh i don't think there is any output there is any outlook for for dmt to be honest because uh quincy and Ninwa in this role i don't think this role really i don't think this was a role that we were looking to it from a fantasy production like for fantasy production anyway quincy and Ninwa wasn't on much many fantasy teams so um, I know Demarius Thomas brings like a wonderful name, but you know this guy is 31 years old. This is not the same Demarius Thomas that was playing with Adam Gase. Um, so you know I, I I'm not gonna really overreact from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, but moving forward, Tyreek Hill he had a sternoclavicular wow I can't even say this sternoclavicular joint injury. Uh, the timeline was determined to be four to six weeks. Uh, so, you know, what do you, what do you make of this, Greg? What does this mean for some of the other pass catchers on the roster? Yeah, for sure. Out four to six weeks. So, you, you know, if you're going to see that number, you got to expect the worst. So expect that six weeks mark and maybe even longer if he's going to come back and be eased in. Um, but for impact for the other two, other, other receivers on the Chiefs, Sammy Watkins, as you can tell, he was already a threat with Tyreek Hill on the field. 
now he has clear wide receiver one um, value, I think, when healthy. He played very well in week one, played in 96% of the offensive snaps. Uh, he's, you know, directly correlated to the number one quarterback in fantasy, Pat Mahomes. If you have that, you're, you're, you're golden. Um, McCole Hardman as well, I think has some wide receiver three upside. Um, you know, they probably will use him kind of in that Tyreek Hill role. Uh, he played in 78% of the snaps in week one. So uh, he, he's definitely, they, they see value in him. Um, and we know Travis Kelsey is already there. I think that also boosts him a little bit um, for sure as far as targets. So that should be good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think the players that this most like most benefits is, are Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey. Um, Sammy Watkins, he participated in 82.4% of the routes for – for uh, Kansas City, he had a 32.4% target share. Like, that's not a sustainable number. That's not going to stay stay like that even through these next six weeks as Travis or as Tyreek Hill is out. Uh, but it's still a pretty high number, and that just shows that um, that just shows that Pat Mahomes is going to go to him. Um, he's going to continue to go to him. So uh, I think that that's something that uh, we'll continue to see going forward. Miko Harmon, on the other hand, is interesting to me because. Um, I don't think that he gets a hundred percent of Tyreek Hill's workload. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we're gonna see that. I think we're gonna see that that workload and those touches kind of redistributed to other players on this roster because we have to remember there's there's talented running backs on this roster. Um, you know, Damon Williams obviously, Lashawn McCoy obviously, but Darwin Thompson is still here. This is a player that Andy Reid talked about um, in the off season. Uh, he he showed his trust in him uh, by letting even before he knew he was going to get Lashawn McCoy, he let go of Carlos Hyde. Um, so this is a player he clearly has trust in, and I think that this is an opportunity for him to get him involved. So maybe we see an uptick in touches for him. Um, you know, that's that's just speculation on my part. Um, but you know, we'll I, I think Miko Hardman definitely will have a role going forward. Um, it's something that's probably a little bit more dependable com- considering. Uh, the, the, that he plays receiver and he and he'll be out there. He was out, like you said, he was out there on the field, but he did only participate in fifty five percent of the routes, um, and he I think he only had one or two targets, if I'm not mistaken. So he wasn't really involved in the pass game, uh, even after the Tyreek Hill injury. Um, I, again, he you know, he'll get a role going forward. I just wouldn't expect him to to you know be the the Tyreek Hill replacement. I, I would if fantasy owners will be disappointed if if they're if they're expecting that, I think. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And just to add with Sammy Watkins, if you're a Sammy Watkins owner and you know you're you need some running back up, I, I think, you know, if you want to sell high on Sammy, uh especially in the closer to Tyreek Hill's return to get a, a solid R B one right now, maybe like a Josh Jacobs or, you know, uh some someone like that, you should Definitely try to make that move if you're interested. Um, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. But to be honest with you, it depends. It would all really come down to what my roster looks like. Yeah. Um, but I think if I had Sammy Watkins, I think I would. I think I would hold him. Yeah. To be honest, only because, and this is only because, um, you know, he's playing with Pat Mahomes. Uh, you know, we just talked about the the thirty three percent target share, um, or the thirty plus percent target share. We just talked about um, obviously again he's playing with Pat Mahomes. 
You know, this right. is a this is a team that's going to be at high over unders. Um, the only concern I have really with Sammy Watkins is that he said he'll get injured. You know, mm-hmm. it's literally because you know this is a guy we he's known to have, you know, foot and ankle injuries, soft tissues. Um, so he, that's that's legitimately my only concern here is that you know he might get injured. But if Pat Mahomes is going to continue to target him. Um, you know, he, we, we saw what he did and what was supposed to be a bad matchup, you know, even, you know, even if he was going to get AJ Boya, which he didn't, he got Jalen Ramsey, which is the, which is the worst of the draw. And he was still able to produce, you know, 198 yards, three touchdowns. And he, again, he's playing with Patty. So it's, it would be tough for me to sell him if, if he was my, if he was my second receiver. If I drafted him to be like my my third or you my dra- flex, yeah, you drafted him maybe. As, you, yeah, you know that's what that's what you draft cases. you drafted him as your yeah. third or your flex. But now I can slide him as my wide receiver two, right? You know, and and use and have that and have wide receiver one or wide receiver two production for the next, you know, few weeks. Now if I can get an RB one, if I can get a, you know if I can get a package that includes someone's tilting and I can get Saquon for for Sammy Watkins, then I'm gonna yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, but. If if someone's gonna offer me Marlon Mack for Sammy Watkins, I'm just gonna keep Sammy Watkins. Yeah, but I, I would definitely just only for RB one value, honestly. I'm yeah. Sammy no, Watkins like a like less. a like I need I would need like an elite an elite elite player. Like I, like I would need you know somebody's tilting and sending me Mike Evans trades. So maybe I might do that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Moving forward, uh, Sterling Shepard currently concussion protocol. Um. What do you think this means, Greg? Uh, so he didn't practice today as well. So situation is still up in the air. It's definitely not a good sign for him, though. Um, but I think this is good for Evan Ingram. I think this is good for Cody Latimer uh, as far as targets. Uh, Evan Ingram already got uh, a, a good number of targets, 14 targets. Uh, Cody Latimer was uh, in the game for a lot of snaps. So I think that just boosts his value a little bit and... Helps out Evan Ingram as well. If he's not playing, yeah. Another one that I thought, another thing, sign that I, I that makes me believe that Sterling Shepard uh, might be in danger of missing this game is that he uh, is that they signed T.J. Jones. They re-signed T.J. Jones. T.J. Jones, mm. uh, he's a receiver formerly the Detroit Lions, but he he was in Giants camp all off season. Um, you know, he was running. As this, as a as a one of their starting receivers, while Sterling Shepard actually missed preseason with a thumb injury, um, and he didn't make the team, but they they brought him back um, today actually. So that makes me think that um, Sterling Shepard probably is in danger of missing this week's game. But mm-hmm. as you mentioned, yeah, I think that's huge for um, Evan Ingram. Uh, I think that's huge for even Saquon Barkley to an extent. Right, because now some of these shorter targets that were going to Sterling Shepard, now we're going to get redistributed to guys like Evan Ingram and, Sa- and Saquon Barkley here. So true, true. I like yeah. that. Um, moving forward, Tevin Coleman, high ankle sprain. Um, so Matt Breida or Raheem Mostert, what do you got? What are you thinking there? Uh, so I think Matt Breida. You know, he's a solid RB two. You know, with some. High in RB2 upside. Well, right now, I consider him at that low RB2 number. Um, he led the RB core last week with 30 snaps. Uh, he had a 44% snap share. And he led the, the backfield with 15 carries. So the 49ers definitely value him a lot 
Morser also had 20 snaps with nine carries. So there is going to be some timeshare there. I think they you know, never want to use Matt Brietta as the full workhorse in this offense because of his build and everything. Um, I don't think they think he can handle the workload. Um, but as far as the game, I think you should roll him out there as a, a solid RB2 play for this week. Yeah, I mean, we also have to remember Matt Breida also left this game with an injury at one point. Um, yep. He was being evaluated for a concussion, I think it was. Um, yeah, he came out for a concussion. Yep, yeah, he came so, back, yeah, so he he did miss some time for that. So him, so you know, who knows how many snaps or touches he would have been in the game for had he not missed that time. Uh, Raheem Mostert, though, is somebody that intrigues me a lot because – you know, we watched Raheem Mostert play last year. Uh, you know, he's somebody that we was, you know, useful. He had yeah. useful weeks as a waiver wire pickup last year. Um, sure. he's he someone. Well. He does run very well. And he's someone, um, you know, he had, I think it was, what, nine carries for 40, for 41 yards um, in this game on Sunday, this past game on Sunday. Um, but he's someone that definitely is... If I need, if I have, if I'm in running back trouble, I'm in running back, you know, hell for lack of better terms, then I'm going to go pick up Raheem Mostert. Um, just because honestly, at that point, I'm just trying to, you know, grab as many potential running, running backs with potential roles as I can and just kind of see what sticks. But um, Raheem Mostert makes sense because Matt Brietta, as we've seen, he is injury prone. Um, you know, this, he was injury, he got injured, he got banged up a lot last year. He's, you know, game one, he was already banged up. Um, so Raheem Mostert, you know, Tevin Coleman's going to be out for an extended period of time with high ankle mm-hmm. sprain. Uh, so Raheem Mostert's not far away from a from a full-time role here. Yeah, high ankle, high ankle sprains are no joke. Um, I respect at least two weeks, maybe extending to four to six weeks. Uh, you never really know with those high ankle sprains. Uh, so you know. this is something that's... Um, I think is interesting. It's a debate, but Tevin Coleman's getting dropped in leagues. Uh, I know you and I we dropped him today. Yep. Um, oh. And in a league that we co on, oh, we have we haven't dropped him yet. We're no, 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 no. We kept him. We kept him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thinking about it, definitely thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that to be honest. Yeah. I'm totally okay with it because, um, you know, I want as many players that are going to help me win this week. Right. And that backfield's already a mess, you know. Yeah, especially if you don't have an IR spot in your league. Yeah, especially if you don't have an IR spot. And this isn't like we're talk we're not talking about, you know, Ezekiel Elliott or like Lev Bell or Todd Gurley that's that are sitting out for, you know, four to six weeks. Like Tyreek Hill, I'm holding on to Tyreek Hill for the next four to six weeks. Yep. Right. Like I'm I own Tyreek Hill in several leagues. I'm 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 holding him for four to six weeks. I'm completely okay with doing that. Because I know what I'm getting when I when Tyreek Hill comes back, right? But Tevin Coleman, I don't know what I'm getting. I could be getting a backup running back for the Niners, right? I could be yeah, getting the third really string running be. back for the Niners. Yeah. You know, the, the you know Kyle Shanahan has shown he doesn't care about contracts. He doesn't care about draft pedigree. Just ask Dante Pettis, right? Like he doesn't care about that stuff. So um, when Tevin Coleman comes back, there's no guarantee he has a role. So if you if you can't afford the roster spot, you need you know you need to pick people up to win. You know, go ahead and do that. Um, moving forward, expecting bigger roles. Some guys that are um, in line for some some key opportunities here. And by key opportunities, we mean more snaps, more targets, more touches. Um, 
first one on the list, Kenny Stills. Uh, this is one that I, I really like. Uh, you know, when Kenny Stills got traded from the Dolphins to the Texans, this was something that really intrigued me because Kenny Stills has been uh, a, a useful f- uh, fantasy asset almost um, everywhere he's been from the Niners, or not the Niners, from the Saints to the to the Dolphins. When he had Drew Brees, um, he was very productive. And now he has Deshaun Watson, who we've seen to be explosive in this offense. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, Kenny Stills. Um, so he got that score at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have a very high snap count in this game, but yeah, you gotta expect him to be better. Even if Kiki is gonna come back, he I know he practiced Wednesday, um, but I don't think that, that will affect him too much. Um, I think they they wanna you know bring in Kenny Stills a little more and involve him more, especially in some uh, deep routes. So I expect Kenny Stills to be you know a considerable flex play in some deep leagues as well. Yeah, I mean, he only was in on forty-seven percent of the snaps. He uh, he had he ran thirty-six point seven percent of the routes, and he had a ten point three percent target share. Um, but the one I find interesting, this is one that I I brought up um, when he when he got traded was he played fifty-six percent of his snaps in the slot, and so I think that's a you know that's in, that's interesting because. Um, that just that means that the other forty four percent obviously were not in the slot, and that's what I thought um, Bill O'Brien saw in Kenny Stills. And so the fact that he he's being used that way that's that's I like that. That's interesting. Um, Kiki Kuti again full participation in practice today, but he's always someone that's always he's always banged up. He's always going to be banged up. I just um, you know I, until he can prove to be healthy for for you know even three or four weeks, you know consecutively then then I'll believe that he can do it until then I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna try to pick if I need a receiver I'm gonna go pick up Kenny Stills that's it's like if I did if I missed out on any of these guys this weekend because I know there's people that did if you missed out on any of them and there's nothing there you need a <laughs> flex play this week I would be totally okay rolling out Kenny Stills um but moving forward Darren Waller uh John Gruden, John Gruden says he's special man Played 100% of the snaps kind of special. So what do you make of this, Greg? Yeah, this boy is special. Um, they have a good, great matchup. Not a good, a great matchup this week against Kansas City. Uh, potential shootout. Um, you know, he keeps saying, John Gruden says he continues. He wants to continue to keep getting him the ball. Uh, John Gruden is a guy that when he hypes up his players, I think he he um, backs it up. Um, he hyped up Josh. The anti-Pete Carroll? Yeah, the, he's the anti-P. Carroll, the anti-Sean McVay. He's the anti, you know, I think he's uh, he's coming through for the people. Um, so I like Darren Waller a lot. Um, he's owned in 71% in, of Yahoo leagues right now. So that number, I think it should be 100%, honestly, or at least in the 90s. The other 29%, you guys need to step it up. Right, right, yeah. He, he needs to be owned in leagues for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Darren Waller, um... Again, I you you guys must know I really like Darren Waller because I went full tilt and dropped Mark Andrews and benched Mark Andrews where I could um, for Darren Waller, and uh, I still I still again as well as I I don't I'm not in love with the fact that I lost out on Dar- on Mark Andrews in in some leagues um, I'm okay that Darren Waller is because again I have a decision to make because I have Darren Waller and Mark Andrews and I'm starting Darren Waller this week. The matchup is juicy. He's in a high over-under. Um, you know, the process told me to start Darren Waller last week. The process is telling me to start Darren Waller again this week. So we'll see if I'm right. Although TJ Hawkinson did just 
finish as the number two tight end against Arizona, but we'll see. Yeah, it's just that that hundred percent snap count. I can't get over that. I can't, you know, that's just opportunity. It's going to be the usage to too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the usage was the usage was really was really encouraging to see, because um, from the moment that he was in the game, he was getting targeted. Mm-hmm. You know, and so to have to have that um, be the case, I really like that. So, um, moving forward, we got Kyler Murray. Helps Larry Fitzgerald. So uh, how does he do that, Greg? Why don't you explain that to the people? Yeah, um, so Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, we were just talking about it before. Uh, both of them were playing in the slot. The Cardinals were playing um, so many four wide receiver sets. Uh, I think they played more four wide receiver sets than like the rest of the league combined. Um, so I think this helps out Larry Fitzgerald a lot as far as you know deep passes. I think in that fourth quarter he had almost – about two 40-yard pass catches um, and one in the overtime. So uh, it's, it's going to be, you know, a deep throw show for the Cardinals. And I think Larry Fitz is going to you know, benefit from that a little more as far as some basically saying that he can have some wide receiver two upside. Uh, Fitzgerald is so good, Hall of Famer, and is continuing to play so well. Yeah, if you, if you got Larry Fitzgerald in round eight, nine, or yeah. ten – like you're you're so happy right now because mm-hmm. he's definitely Kyler Murray definitely helps him. Um, the fact that him and Christian Kirk because that was the that was the the topic of conversation was you know if how can Christian Kirk play the slot if Larry Fitzgerald also plays the slot. But as we said in the off season when you brought up Kyler Murray as your breakout, um, this field is going to be flooded with receivers. Both these guys, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, played eighty eight percent of their snaps in the slot. Um, that's, you know, that's shows that they're both obviously being used there. Uh, and Larry Fitzgerald had a really good game in this one. He was targeted and he was getting targeted down the field. So I thought that was, that was very interesting. Um, are you starting Larry Fitzgerald this week though? I think for a flex play, um, uh, Baltimore though on the road, uh, um, I think in a deeper league, he's a flex consideration, but. I, you know, I can go with some other people as far as, you know, a solid flex play. And a full point PPR, I think he's the only, I think he's the only, honestly, the only Cardinal receiver I would be interested in starting. I agree. And I think that's purely just, you know, this is purely just like rational thinking here on my part. But um, I feel like this Baltimore defense, hard to beat. Uh, If anybody's going to be present to a good option for Kyler Murray um, while veteran, he's getting yeah. chased down by these Baltimore defenders. I think it's going to be Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I'm not expecting him to score a touchdown. I'm not expecting him to do anything like anything, you know, crazy. But if you need it, if you're in desperate need of a flex play, uh, you're a full point PPR, maybe even a half point PPR. You could do worse than Larry Fitzgerald this week. Uh, and then my guy, Marquise Hollywood. Hollywood. Brown. Um, yeah, I look, full disclosure, guys, I know yesterday we said that we would only I started off by saying I would spend twenty five percent of my fab on Hollywood. <laughs> right? Then we talked about it and I said, nah, maybe twenty five percent is kinda high. Maybe I would probably spend ten percent, maybe fifteen, and you said the max you would go is fifteen, but you probably go ten. Well guys, last night. 
I spent $38 <laughs> on Hollywood Brown in Leo. Worth it. Um, yo, it's totally worth it. Guys, I know what I said, but you have to also consider it's all about. So I was in, I'm in several different leagues and I, I bid on Hollywood and in, in, in all of them. And I put a different bid in each one of those leagues. So it just it, it's, it's about the league that you're in, the people that are in those leagues. Um, you know, historically, do you got like, you, you got like you, a range of uh, your low and your high bid? My low and highs, the lowest bid I put on Hollywood was 16. Mm-hmm. The highest bid I put on Hollywood was 38. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah, range. yeah. so, um, and the, the reason I bid so high on Hollywood, the reason why, he, and he was the my, my most targeted player, um, of all the wide receivers, you know, John Ross, Hollywood, Miko Hardman, all these guys. DJ, DJ Shark, um, guys that we talked about, um, but he was my he was the most intriguing to me because uh, as we talked about, if if I believe Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson is is my breakout quarterback, right? If I believe he's going to be successful, I have to believe that these guys are going to you know guys like Hollywood are going to be involved. He's an explosive player. We saw that. We saw that on the film. Um, he looked. He just looks different. He's moving at a different gear than some of these guys that he's playing against. And if that's going to be you, if that's going to be on the football field, it's going to be exploited um, by the Baltimore Ravens. I think that this this offense can morph into almost anything, in co- very chameleon like. So, um, to me, he's just a guy with the most upside. So I I, had, I was just t- yeah. he just seems the one that's the one that's going to stick. You know, like. You know, we talk about Terry McLaurin. Um, we talk about um, we talk about Terry McLaurin. We talk about DJ Shark. We talk about Miko Hartman, right? All those guys have question marks to me, right? Um, the only guy that even John Ross has a question mark, right? Because you're like, when AJ Green comes back, what do I do with John Ross? To me, it's easy for Hollywood. Like it's right. his the role's his, right? He's he got the start. He when he was. You know, think about it this way. Yeah, he only ran. He only ran. You know, he was only in on on twelve or fourteen snaps, whatever that, whatever the number is, right? But he got twenty percent of Lamar Jackson's targets, right? So he twenty percent target share. Um, you know, he had one hundred and forty-seven yards, two touchdowns. You know, I just I'm just betting on the upside here. That's really what I'm doing. I'm just an, a, a complete upside play. Um, and I'd rather try to get that guy in week one because the guys that you get in week one um, tend to be better than the guys you get in week two, week three, week four. So Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that assessment. He definitely has the highest upside of all those. And when you're looking for waivers, that's that's basically what you're looking for, you know. Um, and just one more injury. I want to talk about Hunter Henry. He's yes. Out, yeah, four to six weeks with a tibia plateau fracture. Um, so that's definitely unfortunate for him. Super talented guy, second straight year where he's uh, yeah, he was my tight end breakout man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's rough, it's rough. But um, it's, what are you doing right now if you're a Hunter Henry owner? If I'm a Hunter Henry owner, um, it just sucks to find this out today and not yesterday when we were yeah, putting right? bids and yep. claims in. Um, but if if by you know somehow by a miracle TJ Hawkinson or Darren Waller or <laughs> any of the guy if you're in the if you're in that 29% you you run and you go get Darren Waller run okay run don't walk don't crawl just run um but yeah i mean i this i guess this is the time i start streaming right like yeah if 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 i'm a Hunter Henry owner maybe i i can 
you know, you, you, you can look to the Bengals tight ends. Um, CJ Uzoma, I know, uh, was was pretty involved. He was more involved in the pass game than Tyler Eifert, I believe. So um, you could go that route. The I know this is getting scary now. Greg Olson's available in some leagues. I know yeah. you, brought, you brought that up. Um, nine targets, so yeah. He had nine <laughs> targets. He was involved in the pass game. Um, and, you know, I... I I could see him eating up some underneath targets against this Tampa Bay defense. Um, so maybe, like, yeah, maybe you just start streaming the position. I know Trey Burton's going to come back soon at some point. He's in practice this week or today, so I, I don't see him coming back this week. But maybe he comes back next week. So um, maybe you you try to find a guy to to get you through to next week, and then you could go to Trey Burton. Um you know, and you know, we could stream this position as we try to as we start to figure out who these matchups, who the good matchups for these tight ends are. It'll become easier yeah. to do to do that. Yeah, um, you're talking about Jordan Reed. Uh, if he's mm-hmm. hurt again, Vernon yeah, Davis. Yeah, Jordan Reed, Vernon there. Davis. Yeah. 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 So basically, what I'm getting, what we're getting at is Redskins tight ends, Bengals tight ends, Dallas tight ends. Yep. And then wait till Trey Burton comes back. <laughs> Word. Um. So Josh Jacobs, I missed this one. He played forty of fifty-five snaps on Monday. What do you what do you make of this one, Greg? Uh, I I love Josh Jacobs right now. Yeah, I'm you went full more tilt, more. bro. Yeah, yeah, I remember saying you know possible rookie of the year candidate. Um, this man, he he's he's there just because of volume. That I just love it. The volume's there. There's no one else that is gonna run the ball. Uh, he had twenty-three carries on Monday. Uh, heavy volume is there. Uh, you know the seventy-four uh, percent snap. You know. Snap count rate, um, he, he's he's gonna produce. Uh, and John Gruden's like, prom, definitely gonna give him keep giving him the ball. And maybe he's a little game script dependent. Um, and he's there. I play in Kansas City this week, so they might be behind. But to start the game, I, I can't deny that he's gonna get like 15, he's still gonna get fifteen carries at least. Yeah, though he he had twenty three carries, like you said. Um. But the one I thought was interesting was that, you know, Jalen Richard, who had a usable role in this in this on this team last year, um, he had one carry for three yards. He had no receptions. Um, DeAndre Washington, two carries for eight yards, also had no receptions. Um, so it seems like the Raiders, when they want to run, it goes to Josh Jacobs. <laughs> yep. When they want to pass, it goes to Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller. So. Yeah. Um, Maybe General Shaw has some impact in the Kansas City game, though. But uh, maybe, I mean, the game flow, I guess, didn't call for a pass-heavy game script against uh, against Denver as they led most of that game. Uh, but I, I just high-scoring game. If 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 John Gruden is gonna want to try to beat this Kansas City defense or this Kansas City offense I have to imagine he's going to try to keep them on keep them off the field that's right? true. that's a good point so maybe Josh Jacobs is the answer to how they beat how they beat this team mm-hmm. um but you know somebody we'll get to later and, and I'm sure later in this week is is Derek Carr but we'll talk about that later um yeah. what do we got next on the docket Think uh, let's talk about this uh Thursday yeah night this Thursday game. night game man yep yep, yep. Um, week two week two so we got the zero one Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading out to Carolina 
to take on the 0-1 Panthers. Um, both these teams looking to get their first win in Week 2. There's a 49.5 point over-under. Carolina Panthers got a, are a minus or seven point favorites at home. So what do you got, Greg? Uh, so you know I have the over in this game. Uh, I know it's Thursday night football, but I'm a say that both teams don't you know, bounce back, especially the Bucks offensively. I think they put up some points a little bit. Uh, and I'm gonna go with the Panthers to win the game, and I have the Panthers to also cover that spread, the six six point spread. I think they're just overall a better team than the Bucks. They almost got that game against the Rams. So I think they, you know, get this win. Um, not Wait, are you taking good. six or are you taking seven? I'm taking seven. Okay, because the spread is seven. Oh, the spread is seven. I thought it was six before. All right. It, it was six and a half when I when I when we when we made the dock, but now it's mm-hmm. now it's now it's seven points. Seven. Hmm. I must still. I'm still go ahead and take Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on everything right there. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Panthers to cover the spread. I'm taking the Panthers to win. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do anticipate this game to be a little bit higher scoring. Um, I know Tampa Bay played like booty. I get it. Um, Jameis Winston played like booty. I get Failed it. Me. Um, but I think that this this Carolina. I think that this Carolina defense is going to be beatable in the middle of the field. Watching their game against the LA Rams, um, you could see that you know receivers were open in the middle of the field, and Jared Goff just wasn't pulling the trigger. He was uh, he averaged a four point um, four point eight yards per attempt, so he wasn't throwing the ball down the field. I think Jameis is going to challenge this Carolina defense. Clearly, as we know, he's not afraid to throw the ball anywhere on the field, um, even if that means to the other team, but. You've got receivers, Mike Evans, um, Chris Godwin. These are big-bodied receivers. Um, they're going to bully these Carolina, these Carolina Panthers uh, corners, um, and I think that they'll they'll make plays in the middle of the field as they get matched up on some of these linebackers. Because Carolina, they play a lot of their defensive. They play, they stay in a lot of. I mean, I don't know if this was you know just a game plan specific to uh, the Rams, but they they kept a lot of linebackers on the field. Um, so if, if Chris Godwin is, is getting matched up on some of these linebackers, Mike Evans is getting matched up on some of these linebackers, they could have a field That's day funny. each of them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still taking Carolina. I'm still taking Carolina win because I think in the end, I just think Jameis does something. It's going to cost quarter. Fourth quarter. He's going to cost Tampa Bay. He's going to cost Tampa Bay this game. I just feel it. Always, um, man. Wow. No, I, I really do feel it. Um. So yeah, so that's 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 just about all the analysis I got on that one. So start start Mike Evans, start Chris Godwin. Um, the the running back situation is 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 a pain in the you know what. Stay away from um, it right now. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't start any of these guys. Yeah. Um, I know that we're making the decision to hold Dari, probably through Thursday night, but we'll see how that goes. Um. If you're an, hey, if you're in a pinch, you got no running backs. Like, hey, I was I would rather start Mahim Mostert than I than start Ronald Jones. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I'd rather I'd rather start I'd rather start Raheem Mostert than start Ronald Jones. All right, would you rather start Malcolm Brown or Ronald Jones? Uh, name game. We're going. Let's go. Yeah. Malcolm Brown. 
Yeah. You'd rather start Malcolm Brown. Yeah, you're right. I think I stopped. Just for... Devin uh, Singletary or Marvin Jones? Or oh, Ronald yeah. Jones? Devin Singletary. Taking that all the way. Kenyon Drake or, Mar- or uh, Ronald Jones? Uh, I think I'm going to take Ronald. Only because they play the Pats this week. I think that game is going to be ugly again. Take Ronald Jones. Miles Sanders or Ronald Jones? Mm, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. Uh, Atlanta, you know, saying how Dalvin Cook ate up the Atlanta defense. Atlanta's not really good about to running backs, and especially to pass catching running backs. So I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. And the last one, I got Darren Sproles or Ronald Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For the argument I just made about Miles Sanders, I'm going to go Darren Sproles. Okay. Yeah, I mean I don't I yeah, I don't want to start Ronald Jones either. <laughs> I really don't I don't want to do it. Um the, like I, the the guy I've been on from the beginning is Dari. He's the guy I want from this offense. Um he clearly has the pass catching role. He had five targets in the last game. So he was involved and I think I don't think obviously this this offense is going to be high in volume. So I want the one that's going to be on the field catching passes. That's going to be Dari. Um the I and the other thing about Dari is is because of that pass catching role, he is legitimately one injury away from a full time role. Right, yeah. one injury or one bad game or one fumble away from a full time role. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. So just that opportunity of having that, I is worth holding on to him for me. I know I dropped him. If you if you can't spare the roster spot, then then you have to do what you have to do. I dropped him in a league. Um, I know we, we, you know, we're like I said, we're considering dropping him in a league. Um, I know some leagues where I could really. I w- would you start Dari this week if you really had to? Like, would you start Dari? Okay, would you start Dari or Ronald Jones? I would start just. I don't know. But I, Ronald Jones had like the best game of his career last week, so, and that's not really saying much. But I'm a, I'm gonna still roll out Ronald Jones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. The I guess the moral of the story is don't start either one of them. You don't want to. Right. Yeah. Please try to stay away. <laughs> um, um. All right. Yeah. So, who is your most intriguing fantasy player? Who you got your eyes on this week? Definitely. Um. One of my QB sleepers. I think he was my QB sleeper. Cam. Cam Newton. He had zero touchdowns in week one. Six point four fantasy points in Fanduel scoring. In week one, not a very good game for Cam. Uh, I gotta expect, you know, a bounce back. It's the home opener. He's got to do it for the fans. He's he he rides that energy. I, I think he plays better in this game, and I, I'm looking forward to see him step up. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I Cam Cam played bad. Um, he played bad on Sunday. Um, he missed some easy throws. I don't know if that's just a function of the of the injury or like him having been injured in the offseason with the shoulder. Um, so he just maybe not had enough reps. Maybe he's rusty because we didn't really see him much in the preseason either. So it could be that. Um, but and the other thing is he didn't run on Sunday. So if Cam yeah. doesn't do that, um, he's not going to be very useful in fantasy. Especially his um, floor. It's just yeah. His, not yeah, it just takes his floor. It just takes his floor away. Um, you know, just imagine, you know, if you're playing in a standards, not a standard scoring league, but a standard quarterback league, 
guys, if you just imagine every passing touchdown is four points, that means if Cam Newton gets 40 rushing touchdowns, that's a free passing touchdown, right? So you take that floor, you take that away from Cam, and he loses his floor. Um, the, the player to me, the most intriguing fantasy player to me is, is I mentioned him before, Mike Evans. Um, I know people are, are, you know, you know they're panicking right now. What do I do with Mike Evans? Um, some people are trading him away for nothing. Like I said, if I could trade Sammy Watkins to get Mike Evans, I would do it. Um, I probably wait one more week though, because I want to get I want to get Sammy on this uh, yeah, this Oakland yeah, game <laughs> for sure. Yeah, get that please. <laughs> um, but after that, I would I would I would trade him for Mike Evans. Um, you probably get more right now, honestly, because I do believe Mike Evans is going to have a big week this week. Um, yeah, I think he's he's going to be he's going to he's going Mike Evans is a big dude, six five, two thirty one. He's going to bully these Carolina Panthers corners. He's yeah, gonna, he had a, go ahead. Yeah, he had over thirteen hundred yards. Yeah, he's he's got to have that regret. Potters of regression for week two, I think. Yeah, so Mike Evans had 114 air yards this week. That puts him 14th amongst all receivers. He had a 22.8 air dot. So um, that's that's a, that's a high number. He had 35% of the teams of the team's air yards. Um, Mike Evans is is maybe he gets in the end zone this week. We'll see. I, I but I think he's gonna have a big game. I, I really do. So moving forward, we got our key matchups. What's your key matchup, Greg? I don't want to reveal uh, mine yet. I think, um, you know, you know, just going off what you said about the Bucks' pass, passing attack, uh, Jameis, how is he going to back, bounce back against his Panthers secondary, uh, Chris Godwin and, and Mike Evans. You know, there were opportunities there uh, against the 49ers. You know, they, they could have won that game. Uh, Mike Evans was had an illness. So uh, I'm excited to see the, the passing attack again. You know, Bruce Arians is a very intriguing coach to me. Uh, he's one of the offensive geniuses in this game. Uh, I want to see how he's going to bounce back in this uh, Thursday. Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. If Let's put it this way. If you are in a league and you have Kyler Murray as your quarterback and you're projected to lose to your opponent by, like, at least 10 points, I would not put it out of the realm of possibility that you should start Jameis Winston on your fantasy team this week. I know what I said. I don't believe in Jameis. I know I said he's going to potentially have a turnover or do something to lose this game for Tampa Bay, but that doesn't lose your, your fantasy matchup. I've seen Jameis Winston put up 20 to 30 points in a, in a Tampa Bay Bucks loss, but I didn't care. Because he put my fantasy team in a position to win. So um, I call that breaking the emergency glass, right? You only break it in case of emergencies. So if you consider this to be an emergency, then you go ahead. You break that emergency glass. You start Jameis this week. Yeah, I I feel like I've had the worst luck with starting Jameis in like, history. Um, every time I start him, he doesn't do what I need him to do, do well, but... I feel like on those weeks when I don't, it's like, you know, just never hit him on his good weeks. Uh, but got her. So that, based off that logic, then, people, yeah. you guys should be playing 
Jameis Winston this week because Greg doesn't want to play him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing Jameis Winston this week. Okay, uh, so no. then Jameis is gonna I'd score rather... fantasy points. <laughs> Book it. Uh, and you know, Philip Rivers is out there. Derek Carr is in a good matchup out there. Um, Dak again. If you know, Cowboys favored. Uh, you know how we feel. I feel about Dak in games that Cowboys are favored to win. So, I think I would probably lean towards those quarterbacks before. Uh, go to James, the James Wall again. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, I guess so. My key matchup is uh, I want to see Christian McCaffrey matched up against these Tampa Bay linebackers. That's what I want to see. Um, Christian McCaffrey, the way that the way that Carolina uses him is so interesting to me. Uh, he's like a, a movable chess piece. Um, it's like if Tyreek Hill's position instead of wide receiver was running back. Um, and then we would we would almost see that distribution played out this way, but uh, you know Christian McCaffrey at one point he's lined up at, in the backfield, at one point he's lined up at receiver. Did you see the touchdown he scored, the rushing touchdown? I didn't. I didn't see that. Oh no. man! So he he's lined up at quarterback, right? Cam mm-hmm. Newton is lined up at running back. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey turns around, pretends to hand the ball to Cam on a jet sweep. And he reverses field the other way and then runs in for a touchdown. Crazy. So, so the way good. they the way they use him is creative. Uh, Norv Turner, the former head coach for the for the LA Chargers, he's the one calling plays. Uh, you touched on LT before. Guess what, Greg? He was calling plays for LT. So. Um, oh yeah, I like that. This Anytime guy you have any association. With <laughs> it's greatness right there. Yeah. So this guy has. Um, he has a good, he has a creative offensive mind calling him plays somebody that's going to use him clearly a hundred percent of the snaps. Um, so just back, but back to my key matchup, uh, Levante, David, Tampa Bay linebacker. He's a stud. He can run, he can cover, uh, he can tackle. This guy does it all. Um, uh, so I'm curious to see, are they going to put Levante David on Christian McCaffrey? Is that going to be the matchup? And I'm curious to see is run CMC. Is he still going to eat? So that's what I want to see. And Devin, yeah, don't forget Devin White, Devin White, LSU linebacker, top five pick, uh, 4'4 speed at 237 pounds. This guy's an animal too, so I want to see how this guy does as well against this, uh, against Christian McCaffrey in this run game, man. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, I think they'll try to expose those linebackers by getting, you know, getting Christian McCaffrey in those short pass routes, you know, let him be able to juke off the lines, get some out routes, get some uh, curl routes and stuff like that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Another player that I know, I know, um, we touched on intriguing players to watch, but this is somebody I know people because people are tilting right now, man. Um, Curtis Samuel. I'm a Curtis Samuel owner. I, I highly targeted Curtis Samuel. Um. The, you know, people were all about Curtis Samuel as a breakout all off season. I was one of them. Um. I mean, I didn't. I don't think I listed him officially as one of my breakouts, but I think when we did the breakout episode, we did talk about him. Um, but you know, this guy, he didn't play well last week. You look at the box score, you're not going to be happy. Um, but hold on tight to Curtis Samuel. Uh, I'm not going to start him this week. I just kind of, kind of wait and see, but, um, I'm not going to panic on Curtis Samuel right now. Yeah, I would agree with you. He's still your bench stash right now. Um, DJ Moore, you know, he had 10 targets in week one. Uh, I think. That's going to continue. He's going to get a good high target number, maybe not 10 a game, but around that 7 to 9 range. Uh, 
I think DJ might find the end zone t- tomorrow. So yeah, DJ game. DJ Moore is interesting. I I know we talked about it earlier today. DJ Moore ten targets, seven catches, seventy six yards. Um, so he was used. He was involved. Uh, his his targets. I know, like we talked about, they 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 use him almost like, um, almost like the the Vikings used to use Percy Harvin. Um, those mm. are almost his kind of target. He wears the same number as Percy Harvin too, so that's that's maybe that's interesting. But you know, similar similar style of targets, or um, you know, he they bring him in orbit motion. He's getting passes behind the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, they almost. Not almost use him and Christian McCaffrey interchangeably, but you'll see them play the same spots um, at different times, right? So uh, his usage is, I feel like DJ Moore has a really safe floor, right? Where I feel like Curtis Samuel has the more has the most upside. Um, yeah. And we'll see how that comes to fruition. Just, But guys, just think, if Cam Newton is going to get better as the season goes on, and that's what we're anticipating. He's going to get better as the season goes on. That means that these pass catchers only get better as the season goes yep. on. So let's not overreact to anything. Um, you know, Cam Newton's done this before. He's had bad games. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's had bad games, but then he's come out and finished as the number one overall quarterback in fantasy. So if Cam Newton got dropped in your league, I would probably pick him up before this Thursday night game. Even if even if it was to start him, if I'm a Kyler Murray owner, Cam Newton got dropped after this bad game, pick him up and start him. Um, but yeah, that was just that was it. I just wanted to touch, talk about Curtis Samuel. Yeah, it was, um, uh, I think we're covering the game. I think pretty much ready for Thursday night football. Yeah, man, Thursday night football is almost here. So, you know, we both we both picked the Panthers to win. Um, but who's your fantasy MVP, Greg? Oh, that's it's that's easy. It's it's Christian McCaffrey. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm not trying to get cute here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to get you at least 20 points. So he, he's he's money. Oh yeah, I mean that's 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 easy. There's there's no question about that. This yeah. guy book it 150 yards from scrimmage, at least one touchdown. That's um, a Carolina, yeah, if Carolina's gonna if Carolina's gonna win, it's because it's gonna be because Christian McCaffrey had something to do with it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking that. Him at home, seven-point favorite. Favorable game script for a running back. By the way, he's game script independent. It doesn't matter. Fantasy MVP. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So your bold call, you said DJ Moore scores a touchdown this week. Is that the bold call? Yeah, that was my bold call. That's your bold call, DJ Moore scores a touchdown. Yes, sir. Finds the end zone. Okay. Huh, yeah. Okay. How about this? Can I can I do a double trouble bowl call? Okay, okay. Because they kind of correlate. All right. Each one of these Tampa Bay receivers finds the end zone this week. Both of them. Both of them. Godwin and Mike Evans. Godwin and Mike Evans. I like that. I like that for my fantasy team. I like that for have Mike Evans in one and Chris Godwin another, so But I'm not done. Oh. Jameis Winston scores you 22 fantasy points. Woo! 22. Because, you know, he has 24, and then he throws a pick at the end. So then it goes down to 22, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. going to go down. He's going to yeah. have 24, and <laughs> go down to 22 after the pick. But, yeah, but, right. well, but, that, but if we also consider the fumble that he had earlier in the game, now we're really up at, at uh, 26. 25, 26. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But we're going to go 22. All right. I like that. That's good. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, Thursday night football. Hopefully, it's it's not a stinker, a clunker as these Thursday night footballs have been known to be. But mm-hmm. Greg and I don't believe that's going to happen because we both took the over. So there's no way it could happen, right? No, no, of course not. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, good luck this week. Good luck in Thursday night football. Remember, take those Thursday night guys out of your uh, flex. Put them into a, into a position in your lineup. Uh, you don't want to be stuck without that flexibility. You know what I'm saying? Mm, the word play. Yes. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You already know. Let's go. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll have a good one this weekend. Um, we'll catch you guys later this week with the uh, with the rest of the games. And yeah, good luck. Peace out. Yeah.